Hello, everyone, once again, and welcome back to another episode of Homestead Out in the Grapes, RT Talk. Uh, I am Michael Poole, and I am going to do an episode that's a little bit different than maybe some previous episodes that I've done, uh, in that I'm not going to cover several topics related to Rooster Teeth this week, but I am going to cover just one. And uh, typically, there I go through, you know, sometimes three, four, five, six, however many stories. But these last two weeks have been... Uh, for the most part, it's most of what I was planning on talking about would have just been, you know, uh, maybe content and how I feel like certain content is definitely being helped by being in studio and, and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I've also been going on a pretty long time about some of like the lead off topics. So I figured I'm just going to focus this episode on this main topic and then just kind of see how this goes. And and who knows? But uh, if you have clicked on this video, you already know what I'll be talking about, but um, obviously what I'm going to be talking about is the problems that have come up in this past, uh, I believe it's the past week, about ExpressVPN. Now, in general, I mean, and I'm going to get into everything that there is with the ExpressVPN kind of controversy going on, but uh, I would say there's also, it's not new, but there is a precedent for people kind of having issues with some of Rooster Teeth's sponsors. Uh, notably, I would say, I know I think Hims was one that people had a lot of issue with right out of the gate, and uh, I think Upstart is another one that people have, have a problem with. Uh, personally, you know, I, I'm when it comes to ads, I mainly skip them anyway, so when it comes to how good a service is versus, uh, you know, or maybe how ethical a service is. I honestly don't even know who advertises on most of the podcasts I listen to because I just go right over them anyway. Um, but it is something that uh, it definitely upsets people and they have very strong opinions about. Uh, this one, however, I felt like warranted a little bit more of a story. It was, and there's a little bit more to talk about for one, because of the depth of what's happening at, at ExpressVPN, but also because ExpressVPN and Rooster Teeth through the pandemic have been, I mean, tightly, tightly together. Uh, it's like probably the primary sponsor that got them through the pandemic. Uh, it's every video for Achievement Hunter and everything would open with this video is brought to you by ExpressVPN and you don't let hackers get, you know, all that kind of stuff, whatever their, their sales pitch is. So, I am going to go into now kind of what's happening at ExpressVPN. Uh, and uh, just right off the bat, and in, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be you'll be seeing this right now. But uh, you can see that there is, th this is a, a story that has been reported on by several different outlets. Uh, it's, you know, Giz Gizmodo, Reuters, ZDNet, TechRadar, Vice, PCMag. I mean, it, it's, it, the, the, it, goes on and on for the the companies that have uh written stories are the i guess the not the why well, they are companies but you know what i mean the outlets that have written these stories so this isn't like a rumor this isn't something that's some website that no one's ever heard of is just talking about this is kind of a uh you know this is a real thing <laughs> so i'm just going to reference the gizmodo article just for sake of ease i looked at uh i actually found this through the zdnet article but uh, from what I can see, it's basically the same information anyway. So it's, I'm going to reference this one and, and I'll put a link to this article in the description for the YouTube video and on the podcast, uh, side too. So that way, if you want to read the whole thing, 
then you can go and you can do that. Uh, I'm going to be reading uh, chunks of this because it's all very relevant information, and uh, but I will be skipping over uh, different parts of it. So pretty much um, to, to boil it down to just, to, I guess, to real quick to say what the initial problems are is that uh, ExpressVPN was purchased by a company that apparently has a very, I would say at the minimum shady past and concerning past. And, uh, and they also, the CIO, the chief information officer at ExpressVPN also has a concerning past. So that is sort of the, the, you know, spark notes version of what's, what's going on, but here's the actual details. So the first paragraph of the article is just talking about ExpressVPN in general and, uh, it, you know, how it's hands down the best VPN, all that kind of stuff. Uh, then it continues with, however, all of this has been called into question following the revelation that ExpressVPN chief information officer, Daniel, I'm going to say Garrick. I don't actually know how to say his name, but it's spelled G-E-R-I-C-K-E, but I'm, I'm going to say Garrick. That's probably wrong, but I'm going to do, I'm just going to do what I can with the education I was given. So... Chief Information Officer Daniel Garrick previously worked as a hacker for hire at Dark Matter, a cybersecurity firm based in the United Arab Emirates. Between 2016 and 2019, Garrick helped to hack systems and devices all over the world as part of Project Raven, a secretive operation designed to help the UAE monarchy track and surveil critics of its re regime, including activists, journalists, and some individuals based in the U.S., Garrick and two other former U.S. intelligence operatives recently faced federal charges for their involvement in Raven, but managed to reach deferred prosecution agreements with the government, allowing them to pay fines and avoid jail time while also agreeing to certain terms. So, obviously, a huge problem uh, to have someone in that position with that sort of uh, history behind them. I think... Um, you know, and then I'll get into ExpressVPN's uh, like response to this basically in a second, and it, this is kind of addressed somewhat in there. Uh, obviously, it's there's part of that where it makes sense that you'd want to bring on someone, but uh, I would say the fact that they are in that position is a real concern, <laughs> if nothing else. But uh, so yeah, they uh, essentially, or I guess, uh, initially said that they knew key facts about his prior employment when they hired him and, and were pretty much fine with it, I guess is, is how this article puts it. But their actual uh, more detailed response is some may ask, how could we willingly and well, let me try it again. How could we willingly invite someone with Daniel's past into our midst? For us, the answer is clear. We are protecting our customers to do that job effectively, to do it as we believe better than anyone else in our industry requires harnessing all the firepower of our adversaries the best goalkeepers are the ones trained by the best strikers. Someone steeped and seasoned in offense, as Daniel is, can offer insights into defense that are, dif are, that are difficult, if not impossible, to come by elsewhere. That's why there is a well-established precedent of companies in cybersecurity hiring talent from military or intelligence backgrounds. I personally do not disagree with that statement. I do think that if you want to know or if you want, if you're trying to protect people against attacks, the best thing you can do is find someone who attacks those systems and the loopholes and the, uh, you know, targets that they are going after in order to exploit those systems. So that entirely makes sense to me. The only part that I feel like is not addressed in that 
statement is what I said right before I read it, which is he's a chief information officer. So that's not something that is, it's not just like a, a con like, or, you know, someone that's a consultant for, for them or that they bring in to hire for this position. Like a chief information officer is up there in a company and, you know, I mean, I, I understand that you're going to want to put someone in, in charge of your computer software, all that stuff, who knows their stuff, you know, knows their, their equipment, but man, it, it just seems like a, a sketchy, a sketchy thing to do. Now, if that was the only thing, I don't know. Personally, I don't know that this would have been a lot of a story. I don't know how much we would have really even covered it on here. But the with the next part of it, they kind of start going hand in hand, and then it becomes more of a concern about, okay, what is actually happening at ExpressVPN? So the the next actual, you know, it's not the sequel, but the next step of this is that, uh, as the article continues, other recent events have caused some to question ExpressVPN's direction. The company was recently purchased by Cape Technologies, an Israeli technology firm with a controversial past. Formerly known as Crossrider, the company was renamed in 2018 after it got, in, uh, got a little too much publicity for, as CNET recently put it, being the notorious creator of some pernicious data-huffing adware. Since then, it has been on an apparent rebranding effort accompanied by a privacy product buying spree. In recent years, the firm has procured the VPNs CyberGhost, ZenMate, and private internet access and purchased ExpressVPN for $936 million earlier this month. So, again, huge red flag because this, in my initial kind of reaction to reading that, was it almost sounds like they're doing exactly what ExpressVPN said they were doing by hiring Garrick, if, or whatever, Gurky, whatever, however you say his name. Because it almost seems like they were developing these adware and you know, these malicious pieces of software, and now they're buying up all these VPNs, which is sort of you know it's not a, a it's not like a firewall that would stop adware entirely, but it's definitely something they have to compete with, like as they're making harmful software. So it almost feels like maybe they were doing the same thing where they're acquiring these VPN companies to kind of see how they work and to use them to get around securities almost. Um, so that part of it is really concerning. Like more so than the CIO being having a dicey past, it's being purchased by this mega company that has been known to create harmful things for people's computers is a problem. It's a big problem. Uh, this is just kind of continuing on with this, this article. It just says some key figures associated with Cape uh, have also raised eyebrows. A majority share of the company is owned by Teddy Soggy, maybe? Uh, again, don't know if I'm saying that name right, but uh, an Israeli billionaire who, in the 1990s, pled guilty to charges related to bribery and market manipulation and subsequently spent a short stint behind bars. Businesses connected to Soggy uh, were also unearthed in the Panama Papers, the multi-terabyte leak which showed the intricate network of shell companies and tax havens used by world leaders and businesses. The company's previous CEO and co-founder, Kobe, I'm not even going to try, is also an Israeli ex-intelligence officer who served in Unit 8200, the notorious cyber, read hacking, wing of the Israeli Defense Forces, last name I'm not going to attempt, 
left the company in 2016. So that's like a one-two punch. Reveal like this information comes out about the CIO having worked on this uh, was it Project Raven and being involved in actively attacking and essentially destroying the uh, devices of people worldwide, followed by being purchased by a company that's, uh, it's not, I guess they're not on par because you're talking about like spying and everything versus malware or adware and, and, uh, it's all the, I don't even know what else, what do they say? It was a pretty pernicious, uh, data huffing adware. You know, I've wanted to get a VPN just to add more security to, uh, our internet here at my house. And, it was something that not necessarily, I wasn't, you know, uh, I'm concerned about if these people have Israeli spy intelligence backgrounds that are running this, but it was something that concerned me with uh, looking for a VPN and knowing which one was actually a good one because it's sort I mean, it's, it's like any other piece of information where you're, when you're trying to find a top 10 lists on something and you're trying to see like, what's the best X, Y, or Z, you're going to get a lot of lists that are going to have May there be some crossover, but there's obviously it's all opinion based. It's all it's all subjective. So they're gonna the lists are gonna vary, and it's hard to know which one's a better one. And then you get into the weird territory where maybe some companies have a side deal with this VPN, so then they'll throw it in their list or whatever. And it just it gets things get dicey when you're trying to when you're trying to research things. You can get really lost in the weeds. But the thing that concerned me was that looking for it is I was like, well, I mean, you're putting a lot of trust in this separate company to then protect your, your information. And it's like anything else, like, you know, with the way that like Facebook or any other, like social media or just websites in general, collect your data and they resell the data. Just having someone else that's kind of, I, I, you know, they don't have like their hands in the pot necessarily, but they have a a huge part in protecting you. And is like the shield around your internet home in a way. So, it it was sort of like I, I essentially, I guess to boil it down is I just didn't want to make a decision to get a certain VPN and then find out that although these are pretty bad, scummy people. And now all the data that we've been putting out there could have just been getting like, you know, essentially scraping the data and just collecting it and everything else. So I was always concerned with like the, that type of stuff. Now, shifting gears, kind of. But shifting gears and actually talking about how this relates, or not, I guess not how it relates to Rooster Teeth, but getting back to the Rooster Teeth side of the story, um, I don't know, because this the subreddit, and I mean, just people in general who will post about Rooster Teeth and, and have issues with them, you know, there's some people that, yeah, it's it, maybe it's a content thing that they're unhappy with or whatever, but particularly when it comes to these ads, people get really like passionate about how they feel about certain ads. But one thing I thought was, was kind of odd is some of the reactions that I saw to uh, specifically this, but there was another one too. I forget. I was on a pod. I think it was on black box down or something, but there is like some of the reactions are people like want them to root your teeth to go out and then like immediately pull down everything. It seems like, so I don't know if we'll see Rooster Teeth kind of cut ties with ExpressVPN, uh, I, you know, obviously ExpressVPN, it was a big help during the pandemic when everyone had to move to working from home and, you know, obviously content suffered and it's, it's something that has really impacted them on the way it's impacted a lot of people. But 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't fall into the camp of people who thought that immediately, like the next video that had an Express VPN sponsorship on it was just going to be pulled. Uh, I would not be surprised if maybe the next, you know, if they go on for a while using ExpressVPN as a sponsor and then eventually they'll take it down. Uh, on it, I, to be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they did nothing and they just continued using them as a sponsor. I, I don't know how on their radar this, this stuff is. Uh, I found it through a post on the subreddit, but um, yeah, I, it, if it came down to it and I, if I had to basically answer the question... Uh, I would, I think it'd be in their best interest to no longer work with uh, ExpressVPN. Uh, you know, thank you for all that you've done, but this is kind of, there's too many, there's too many red flags. I mean, it's, you can't even see the sky anymore. So maybe it's time to, to walk away and, you know, just shake hands and say thanks, but uh, we're out. Um, how likely it is is a different story, but that personally, that's, that's where I think, or that that's what I think they should do. Uh, so as I tend to say a lot, only time will tell, but, uh, I know there has been people talking about, uh, I don't know how big the, the post got, but I know there's people been talking about this and people that have made their opinions known and that want to, uh, also want them to, to cut ties. And like I said, for some reason people got really, they really thought there was like, it was going to happen immediately. I feel like this kind of stuff happens slow all the time. But yeah, I don't, I know the, when it comes to ads, I have a feeling it, it just has to be difficult to be able to, especially now that with them being under, um, the Warner media umbrella and I'm sh- who knows what those agreements are and if they have their, probably their own ad sales department and everything else, but I'm sure it has to be difficult going through and vetting all the different sponsors that are out there now for podcasts. I mean, there was a time where there was only, I feel like there was like five of them and then they were on every single podcast. And to a degree that happens, it kind of, it seems like it happens in waves now. Uh, but it's, it has to be really difficult just to, to, to vet and, and, you know, make sure that every company you're using is actually, uh, you know, good people <laughs> or is, uh, is completely safe because, you know, it happens a lot where there's a company that comes out and then things are revealed or business practices are revealed or what have you. So, you know, uh, We'll see what they what they end up doing. Again, I don't know if this is on their radar or not, but I would hope that they would, you know, stop advertising ExpressVPN. Just it's you know maybe this is just how things are done, and maybe there's a lot of people that are just ignorant of how these VPN companies work. But knowing, kind of getting a peek behind the curtain and seeing it, it makes I it makes me feel uncomfortable. No, like to use their service, well, I wouldn't. But uh, to use their service, I would not feel at ease using ExpressVPN anymore. So we shall see. We shall see what happens with ExpressVPN. To be honest, if they just got purchased, who knows? When once you're purchased, you can go in any direction. But uh, that's it for this. You know, this week or you know, this two week episode. Um, you know, I, as always, I look forward to comments, and I encourage people to leave comments and let me know what you think about ExpressVPN and what this all means, and if if you think that Rishi should cut ties with them, but. Uh, we are still a little bit out from uh, out in the grapes coming back, but I'll be back in another two weeks for another episode of RT Talk. I keep spitting. I hope that's not getting picked up on camera. Uh, and uh, pretty soon we'll be coming back with out in grapes, out in the grapes, and our triumphant return. So uh, join us then. But until then, enjoy your week. 
be safe, have fun, do all those types of things. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. All those things. Thank you. And goodbye.